five of the Cap and J Hood slash Carmen and Yurko show. Hoodie and I rocking and rolling with breaking Bears news and entering the studio is future college football Hall of Famer. If I have anything to do with it, <laughs> that would be the great good kid, John Yurkovich. Carmen yeah. is in rock. They only take one double A player every year. They'll yeah. take 10, 11 others. Only one double A guy. Trust me, it's impossible. You're getting in. You're that good. You're that respected. I, I can't wait, but that's never going to happen. Not in my lifetime. Uh, 312-332-3776. We'll get back to your calls in a minute. So Johnny and I have been giving our opinions. Yerk, Eberflus back. Yep. Three offensive coaches at least have been whacked. Your that's, thoughts? That's what it sounds like. Uh, I, I I kind of anticipated if there was going to be any change, it wasn't going to be with Eberflus. It was going to be with the offensive side of the football. Uh, Jackson will fire all the defensive guys. That's where they felt their problems were. I think they're uh, delusional a little bit. I don't think the Bears are delusional. I think they've kind of addressed something that they've seen, and they're going on that side of the ball. Uh, I think who they hire will indicate to you what they might do at the quarterback position. So that's what I'm looking for. I think they're going to be patient. I think they're going to wait out the playoffs. Uh, because there might be some people that want to interview that are currently on playoff teams. So uh, I, I think they're going to be patient. I think they went about their business. They were very deliberate in what they were doing and how they were doing it. One day we interviewed the players. The next day we're going to talk to the coaches. And then upon, and it's got to be Eberflus's decision, by the way. This just can't be the front office and the people on top. I think Eberflus came to the conclusion of what he wanted to do on the offensive side of the ball. He shared it with the people that were in charge. They agreed, they concurred, and they made a move. They made a decision. Uh, they want to go in a different direction. And does it create a lot of uh, a lot of question marks moving forward? Yes, but that's what the offseason is here for. The offseason is here to answer all those questions that naturally would come up now. All right, Hoodrow, should we take more calls? What do you want to do, kid? Well, absolutely. I just want to just point out, Yerk, at, at the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in Homewood, that was the conversation that was, that was had about you getting into the Hall of Fame. Because there's a lot of the homies was there, you know, the East oh, Siders. Yeah. And so we were talking about that at the table because I was there. And we were talking about, hey, when's your code getting the Hall of Fame? And there was a big discussion at one of the, B, the B-dubs tables about that. Yeah. A Viking Scott, if you will. Well, Viking uh, Scott is always a proponent. <laughs> I know that much. He's yes. a supporter. There's no gray area there. Just like we are. Right. A chase from the south side. Many others yeah, were having that discussion uh, last l- Friday. A l- little Louis Louis Buffano. Good yes. man. Good man. <laughs> there you go. Right. Do you have anybody that has a normal first name? Because everybody I well, hear when you yeah. like our crosstalk, it's this guy's Chompy and that guy's no, Butch. Dirt, and that. dirt, weird. Dirt. There is a Butch, Butchy Piotrowski. And yeah. They call him Quan. Mm-hmm. She's the second nickname that he has. Mm-hmm. His brother's Wavy. I mean, everybody just comes. They get wavy. a nickname eventually. Yeah. Wavy. There's I don't Chow. Know there's, yeah. to, there's Tony Michalski. Yeah, Chow. Chow is in the mix there. St. Francis de Sales uh, point guard back in the day on the Eric yep. Anderson team. That's exactly oh, yeah. it. The Good late size. Eric Anderson. Yeah. 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 Sad. Him and my brother within a year, a year and a half of each other, I believe. Yeah. I knew mm-hmm. Eric very well. Really liked him a lot. Um, all right. Let's go back to the phones. 312-332-3776. Uh, how about Tony in Hyde Park? He's next. Hey, Tony. Hey. Hi, guys. What's up? Hey, Tony. Rock and roll. Hey, Jonathan Hood. I just wanted to say I love you, bro. Um, you're an inspiration, you. man. Like, I think you're underappreciated. Um, Thank you very much. I'll tell my wife that when I get home. Hey, right on. Let her know. <laughs> <laughs> let her know. <laughs> I, I got a point. Well, I don't know if I have a point, but I do have a question. Um, how typical is it for um, uh, a GM and a head coach to have the same agent? Because, uh, uh, from what I understand, Eva Flues and Pose has the same agent. Uh, is that the reason why they wouldn't fire him? Is that a conflict of interest? No. They, they, there's only a handful of big-time agents, and they have a ton of guys. No, it's okay. not. No. Okay. You got it. All okay. right, thanks, man. Have a great day. Appreciate it. And, and we're you. talking about Trace Armstrong there, right? Yes. Yes, Trace Armstrong is the agent in charge there. He's big. Yeah, and I don't think uh, if Eva if Eva if Eberflus was going to get fired, uh, that relationship with having the same agent doesn't get in the way. Does not. No. Uh, let's go to Jose in Mokina. Jose, what's up, buddy? All right, guys. Quick, 
two quick questions, and then I'll, I'll let you guys. I'll listen. Um, first question is: Are we in agreement that if Ibrahimovic doesn't make the playoffs next year, that he's probably getting fired? Is that accurate? I would think, unless they extend his contract, as John was the first to pro- uh, project. Right? Okay, Can you now, predict that? No, I said nah. that he's got two more years left on his deal. If he had one more year left on his deal, you'd want to go ahead and extend him. But he's got two years left on his deal. Okay. At some point during the season, somebody uh, intimated that there was going to be just one year left on the deal. And if you were going to do that and you were going to keep him, you might as well extend him. Because, um, you know, you could still fire him, but you just got to pay him off at the end of the day. So go ahead, Jose. Okay. So then that follows up with my next question. Then, What offensive staff would want to come to Chicago? knowing that your coach probably has just one year left. And then I'll just hang well, up and listen. I don't think you're in a situation where you're in a couple of years past. I don't think you look at this job and say, hey, the head coach has only got one year left. You went from three after you, you cut the team down, you, you stripped it of everything that they had, and you, left, and you lost intentionally. At least that was it looked like what they were doing. If there was a tank in the NFL, it looked like the Bears were going about the business of trying to tank in the NFL. Uh, they ended up uh, getting the first-round pick. They ended up trading out of it. That similar situation can happen again this year, but this team is in much better shape than it was last year. Uh, and I don't think anybody can deny that. You, you've looked and you've gotten some assets. Those assets have played. They've got a year of experience under their belt, and they're going to move forward. Now it just depends what kind of coaches or what types of coaches you're going to get in. Are they going to be complimentary for your quarterback that you have here, Justin Fields, or will they be complimentary for quarterbacks that they've got coming out of college? We don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah I mean, now, now that we know that the head coach is coming back, Eric, so that's our big question is about what you do at the quarterback spot. What are you doing with, with Justin Fields, or are you going into the draft? Do you trade Justin Fields? I mean, that's the big question now, because no matter what Eberflus coming back and a new offensive staff, it does matter who's going to be under center, because that's the whole problem with this team. Not enough production offensively. That's why everyone got blown up on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, everything's open. Right. The trade him, the picking at the first pick, the trading down, picking down later. Identify the quarterback you think is the stud in this group. I swear to you, if the Bears kept the first pick last year, Bryce Young was going to be the first pick. So, you know, everybody says you passed on C.J. Stroud. You didn't pass on C.J. Stroud. You would have taken Bryce Young. There's no way in the world I think the Chicago Bears could find a way, the way they've treated quarterbacks over the course of a, a, a lifetime and a, their history of the Chicago Bears, were they going to go off of Bryce Young and choose C.J. Stroud at the number one position? Sorry, I just don't believe it. Uh, I'm going to hand it off to Carm here in a moment. Hoodie, he has entered the studio. I did want to let everyone know that the Offensive Player of the Week in the NFC, Jordan Love. Yeah, Well, that's the way he it deserves happens. it. Yeah. Yep, after he beat our ass, Jordan Love. Plus, you, you had go. a bunch of nobodies. Not nobodies, but you had a bunch of guys really not playing in the final week of the season. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks set and watched. But, uh, yeah, good for him. Good Congratulations to Jordan Love. It's a certificate he could put on the wall. Congratulations. <laughs> you mean like perfect attendance yeah, when we were kids? Exactly. That's what these <laughs> weekly things are. Nobody really gives a rat's ass. I don't know anybody that's got a bonus in their contract for being a player of the week. I, I've, ne- I've never even heard of that bonus. You know, getting your 10th sack of the year like Chris Jones did and celebrating like a madman because he got a million-dollar bonus. Now, I've seen those bonuses before. And that's why people are happy when you actually do something on the field and you get a real bonus, which is money. Certificates of achievements are just that. They're worthless pieces of paper. Bless you. You know where I learned that on? What's Searching that? for Bobby Fisher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when they kept throwing the pieces of paper and the certificates on the ground, right? And the mom yeah. kicked, uh, kicked them out of the thing. That's ben true. Kingsley. Poor Ben Kingsley. Trying to teach the kid a lesson. He got taught a lesson in humility. So there you go. All right, Hoodie, have a wonderful rest of your day. We're going to hand right. it off to Carmen and Yurko, right. okay? Enjoy Northern Iowa, Johnny. Thank, thanks very much. Uh, yeah. uh, eight inches of snow, by the way. Oh. Eight inches of snow. Is that and Rahm? The, Rahm Emanuel, Rahm, what's going on? Today? We've had Rahm on the show before. Yeah, I have Bring him in. Man. Let's get his Bears thoughts. Yeah. What do you well, think? Well, you know he will. You know he will. <laughs> He's not much for public funding of stadiums either. So, oh boy, you know, if he ever gets back in charge, the Bears might get a little nervous. Yeah. Uh, that and more coming up here on WLS. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, guys. All right, we're honey, have you a good game tonight. All right, guys.
right. Thanks for the wonderful work, fellas. We're going to take it over now as we move forward. The news of the day here on ESPN Radio 1000, the official network of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Luke Getze, gone. Two more assistants, gone. Firings have been made. They've been made on the offensive side of the football. It looks like Matt Eberflus is going to stay. Adam Schefter reported a little bit earlier today. Released a tweet. Looks like Eberflus stays for now. And I think that's the way I would put it. Eberflus stays for now. Big news. Big shakeup up at Hallis Hall. Who's the offensive coordinator going to be? I heard Cappy and Hoodie talking about the list of 15. Yeah, Shane Orling. List of 15 names. I'm like, sweet heavens, it's a lot of names to go it's over. It's a lot of names. Half of those, I didn't even know who the hell they were. I don't love I don't many know a lot of those guys. What I Do you I love, love Jordan many Love? Of them. Do you love Jordan Love? I don't no. love Jordan Love. You don't love any of these OC guys, though. No, but yeah, I mean, asked, give us your opinion on these OCs. I'm like, I, don't. I don't know who that guy well, is. Well, what are you going to do? you got to be honest. You know? so I what mean, you Thomas do Brown took be, over for a few right. weeks in Carolina. Yep. I don't, Carolina didn't score a point its last two games. Yeah, that's I, a problem. I mean, they didn't score a point. Yeah. Again, it might not be his fault. No, I, I know. but well, they were helping the Bears solidify the number one pick. So, you know, we should be happy that they weren't scoring any points. They didn't there. score a point. Yeah. That's in the last works. eight quarters, like I, I wonder if you had, then, if you stick with something at Baltimore or somebody that's been associated with um, Cap was a no, but Greg Roman to me is still yeah. kind of interesting because at least he's built offenses and around players with how, a similar skill set. How of long justice. was he in Baltimore? Like five years, six yeah, years. So, yeah, I think that's no, what 2019, it was. 2019, I thought, right. Well, today's 2025. Or 2018. I think yeah. 2018, I think, was his first year in Baltimore. So what was he there? 18, 19, 20, 21, 30? Yeah, five so years. They probably. had to have some positive years together there. Oh, of course. So, well, Lamar yeah. Jackson was an MVP with Greg Roman as the... Well, there you go. That's what I'm talking as about. The coordinator. There had to be some positivity there. I don't know why it ended at the end. I don't know what I, between I think Roman and got, John Harbaugh... I, I think Harbaugh wanted to stale? make a change because it just got stale. Yeah. 2017. Well, 2017. So he was there for six years. And then he became assistant head coach and tight ends coach, then the offense coordinator in 19. So he was there 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23. He was also the offensive coordinator in Buffalo, I think, when Tyrod Taylor was there, right? 15 I think and 16, that. and then the coordinator in 11 to 14 in San Francisco. Right. And after that, before that, he was in college and was with the Baltimore Ravens before that. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. So like, Greg Roman's kind of interesting. Yeah, he's been around. Probably on a, out of everybody on that list, he might be the most interesting out of all of them to me. If you're sticking with Justin and you want to try to get him, you know, you've always said it, can you get him to be as good as Lamar? I yeah. don't think you can. I don't think a coach can right. magically make that happen. I think it, I, look, they obviously help. Brian Dayball gets a lot out of quarterbacks. So what Jim I need, Harbaugh gets a lot out of quarterbacks. I need a uh, coordinator to, to make the offense as efficient as possible. And make a quarterback as efficient as he possibly can be. Put him in the best position to be able to complete his tasks at hand. That's what I'm looking for out of an offensive coordinator. It's, like Dayball does a good job of that, I think. Yeah. I think uh, Ben Johnson does a good job of that. Who gets the most out of their talent? I think Shanny does a good job Getting of that. Getting Jared Goff. But Jared Goff still has his, oh, I'm going to step back games, right? I'm going to go sure. backwards 1,000 miles an hour, and I'm going I'm to look like a fool against the Chicago Bears. Not many anymore, but, yeah, he still has those from yeah, time to time. Yeah, he has them, and then you'll see a throw or two that makes you scratch your head and go, well, he gets uh, it, but he doesn't get it. But overall, Matt Stafford, not Matt Stafford, uh, the guy up at Goff uh, played his best Goff. football yeah, with Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Yes. Goff is, right? and, and there's a more of a maturity level, too, now where he's at. Greg Roman's only 51. He'll be yeah, 52 like, in the football season. So we're not talking about an aged, out of whack, somebody that doesn't understand no, football. Yeah. He's not 68. He's not 72. He's a year removed. There you go. Took a year off, maybe rejuvenated himself a little bit. Frank Reich is going to be an obvious guy that comes up because of the relationship he and has with Matt Eberflus. There's a trust right. factor. Like, there. they know each other. They've yeah. worked together. They've been on a staff together. But here's my thing. If Roman, if Roman is hired, I think Justin Fields stays as the quarterback. I, you might be right. If if the other guy's hired, Frank Reich, Frank Reich, I think you're getting a new quarterback this year. So there's your telltale sign of what I think is going to happen at the quarterback position. You might be able to connect and, some dots. And I believe they hire the coach before they make a decision on the quarterback. Well, they're almost going to have to, right? Wouldn't That's you? my yeah, point. You're going to have to. Which is my, why my indicator is right there. Your indicator is going to be there for what they plan on doing with Justin Fields. Yeah. 
So just so you know, unless they come out and say Justin Fields is our quarterback, which they won't do. Do you know why? Because you don't want to sully that number one pick. Right. People need to think that you're going to take Caleb Williams. Yes, they need to think that. And they need to think that Justin Field is going to. Half the league needs to think one thing. Half the league needs to think the other. Right. Okay, that's where you find yourself in, and that's okay. That's the game you have to play. Oh, welcome aboard ESPN Radio 1000 today. Huh? A little crazy today. A little crazy, I'm yep. I got the alert on my phone, and it was like Rampart, Engine 51. I'm sliding down the pole, putting my boots and my fire suit on, getting ready to rock and roll. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So here we are. We're here early. No word on when the press conference is going to be. It'll be sometime today, I'm Today assuming. or tomorrow, even, Why maybe. would they wait a day? I don't know. Well, why wouldn't they have With announced carnage. it yet? Have any official announcement from the Bears? Whenever there is a press conference, you'll hear it here on your home for Bears football. Courtney Cronin will join us at 1, regardless, to give us, uh, well, unless all of a sudden they schedule a press right, conference. at 1 o'clock. Courtney's scheduled to join us at 1. Waddle and Sylvie up at 2. Black and Abdal tonight, 6 until 8. Matt Eberflew stays, which, again, I don't think is the biggest shock. I think it might be upsetting for some Bear fans. Some Bear fans might love it. So you can ring us up at 312-332-3776. As always, hit us up on Twitter. Yurko's at Yurko64. That's Yurko with the J. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. You had a chance where you could have probably upgraded your head coach. They chose not to. Jim Harbaugh would have been an upgrade. Dare I say Mike Vrabel would have been an upgrade. I'm a big Ben Johnson fan, but there's not a track record for Ben Johnson. So if you want to say you can't really say he's an upgrade, I get that. He's not a proven commodity. He's never been a head coach. I understand that. But Jim Harbaugh and Mike Vrabel would have been upgrades. Do you agree? Yes. I would agree. They could have done that. They chose not to. I, I hope th- I it doesn't come more. back to bite them. I think you get more on the offensive side of the football with an offensive head coach. I think you're probably That's right. That's why Eberflus has got to be confident in the fact of who he hires and who he brings in. Um, knowing that the vast improvement on this team going from this year to the next year needs to happen on the offense. And there also needs to be improvement on the defense. We can be very specific on the defense, what's necessary, mm-hmm. and what, what, what would make them more successful. But at least we saw signs of life with turnovers and sacks, and they're heading in the right directions after being abysmal in 2022. So, and how much of an improvement was it, and where do they settle in the league? Okay, You weren't going to be god-awful again like you were last year. You started that way, but once Sweat got here, you finished in a, wo- a, a, a wonderfully different manner. Yeah. So what will it be this year as you start moving forward? So Casey. we got an offseason that's going to be exciting. Just like last year. Yep. It's going to be very exciting. Interrupted by coaching hires and the great game of football, which is wonderful. What do you mean? Uh, by whoever starts to get hired around the, the rest of the NFL and the wonderful games that we have on oh, Saturday, like Sunday, and gotcha. Monday. Yeah, that'll be I, uh, a distraction from what we're worried about true. here in the city of Chicago. Do you realize we're down to 13 games? Yes. We got 13 games left. That's yeah. it, you guys. Yeah. Enjoy it. And I'll enjoy the hell out of this weekend. I like kind of how it's... I don't love the Monday night, but okay, I get you why the league the does Saturday it. You don't love the Saturday night. You don't love the no, Saturday I night. I don't mind that. I hate that it's on Peacock. That's my point. You don't like the Saturday night I'm because I'm still trying to peacock. figure out, uh, you know... It's on the cock. How I'm going to do this? Get your one month oh, free. Oh, don't give me that look. I know. Go Dollar, free Reddit. Free. I, no, 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 I no, no. No, no, no. This is free. ridiculous, okay? Yeah. This is ridiculous. You have $6. Just pay it. Like I don't understand I the whole. Just pay. The, then can't you can literally sign up? Oh, you can pay for it and then hit end subscription, and it oh, will really? end it for you in a month. Really? Just pay for it. It's six dollars. Oh, yeah. You like Maybe the it, Office? It, you watch uh, the Office. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go back and watch The Office. I mean, if Dallas if, if Dallas says it's that easy, maybe I will do that because I want to watch that game. Just pay six bucks. By the way, do you know what the uh, game time temperature in Arrowhead's going to be for Dolphins and Chiefs? Uh, minus five, they it, said. That they're looking at minus five. I played in zero degree temperatures, minus twenty wind chill. They're saying it could be one of the coldest. Good playoff games on record. Good dress warmly is what I would tell people. I mean, at that point, you're, does it even matter that like? Miami's coming up from the south because everybody's going to be, be freezing. Cold. Everybody's like, going to be cold. Like if it's twenty five, right. you could kind of right. say, "Eh, we're a little more used to it." Twenty five, right. no big deal for us. It's going to be a bad deal I, for the Dolphins. I, I would say no. It really affects the Dolphins more so. I mean, yeah. it's uncomfortable, but with all the technology they've got with wear now and everything, they should have their field shear jackets, right, Abdallah? That's and, what I'd be wearing on the sideline, Adam. Field shear. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Yes. Put, I have it. 
Warm yourself up on the sideline. Right, and if you know how to keep your feet warm, you put a little layer of Vaseline on your feet. Yes. And when you go and you put your feet in, a, in, in that little white bench and they got the flames coming through there, yes. it warms the Vaseline up. Now, it doesn't cook the Vaseline. It, it just warms the Vaseline up, which then warms your feet. Does it warm the cockles of your heart, too? It, it could do that also. I uh, I am excited for the games. I And, look, we have so much going on with Bears and, yeah. like, all this. I do at some point this week, and I thought maybe we'd do it today, talk to you about some of the matchups. I rewatched the first KC Dolphins game last night, Yerk, the game yeah. that was in Germany. Uh, just I like to go back and watch some of the if they've met before in the regular season. Right. Uh, Browns, Texans, I did the same thing, although it's hard to glean anything from that game. C.J. Stroud didn't play. That was the game Amari Cooper you know, went off. Here's the other thing. Tyreek Hill has played in Kansas City in cold weather before. He has. He's played in chilly weather. He knows he what it's about. He has. But when you're in Florida and your blood thins, and that's what happens when you get into Florida. When you get up north in the cold, wintry weather, your blood thickens. When you get down south, your blood thins. They got to deal with that. The yes. big, the big news story for the Dolphins is they don't have healthy players on defense. Like, and I mean, like none. Yeah, and that's problem. They've lost everybody. It's kind of sad. They might look like the old Kansas City Chiefs this week, dude. They're signing, they're signing Bruce Irvin and Justin Houston off the scrap heap. Like yeah. that's how desperate they are. They just, they've got nobody right. to play. They've did got no you, pass rushers left. Their, their two interior guys are healthy. Which did is you good, hear how they wanted to get Eric Bieniemy back? Who, in KC? Yeah, Kansas City. They wanted to bring Eric Bieniemy back, but Washington and their owner wouldn't release him. Who is it, Josh Harris out there? Josh Harris, really? He wouldn't I didn't release see him. That, no. Oh, no, it was out there. Wow. They're hoping to get Bieniemy back, maybe to get a little bit of a different rhythm with the play calling. Obviously, wow. what does that mean? Who are so, they so happy is with? Nagy calling plays? Why is Nagy calling plays? I don't know. We'll get into that a little bit later. Especially as the week goes on. Friday, I look forward to it with you on Friday. Really, like, kind of breaking down all six games. We'll talk to Furman tomorrow, live in Vegas. KC's in Kenosha on ESPN 1000. Hey, KC. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. Hey, I wanted to call in, uh, <laughs> touch a few points about this uh, Bears organization this morning. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the little Gexy hiring. That was not a surprise. Um, I think we all kind of knew that by <laughs> week three or four, that <laughs> that was not going to work. Um, I feel like, honestly, going forward, we made a really big mistake, or at least right now, not even kicking the tires on the Harbaugh uh, deal. Because um, if you look at Jim Harbaugh and his uh, record, it speaks for itself. He's 144 and 52 in college. He's 49 and 22 in the NFL. Uh, his playoffs, uh, he's 5-3. and three. The guy's a winner. And if you're trying to elevate this team and go forward, as you're saying, um, he's proven. And I think if we're talking about proven quarterbacks, like we want proven quarterbacks winners from college, well, why are we not demanding the same thing for coaches? And if you got a coach out there that's looking looking like this, and he wants to coach this team possibly, he did play for the Bears, why wouldn't you kick the tires on it? So I don't I know. Maybe that, they did, Casey. Maybe they got uh, the idea yeah. from him that he wanted nothing to do with them. I don't know, Casey. It's a good question, though. It sure appears that there were a couple of candidates out there that you could have, you know, that that would have been upgrades. We're not talking about hiring guy ten, you know, that maybe is not an upgrade over Matt Eberflus. But if you're talking about Harbaugh, especially, and maybe even Rabel, I think you bring up a good point. Maybe they did kick the tires on him, and they were told, "Don't bother. He doesn't want to coach your organization." Yeah, that's possible. But, you know, we really, and that's the problem here. We really don't know. We really won't know. That's true. Uh, and, and that's the sad part. It's like, geez, guys, it's been years since we've beaten the Packers, and that shouldn't be mm-hmm. our goal. Our goal should be trying to bring championships here. Um, this organization is top five and most, um, um, top five in the most, uh, wealthiest franchises and we haven't won since 85 it's crazy um, so i mean I, I mean as a fan i've been a fan of lifetime born and raised okay i'm, I'm i live in kenosha but i'm from chicago mm-hmm. okay and i have to eat a lot of crow from these Packers fans man it's fun yeah I really do. it's got to be hard living yeah. north of the uh, the curtain oh, up there i mean geez oh man it's all, i only came up here for work okay trust me it's, it's just <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a it's a deal um but i'll touch this last point and i'll go i think that Right now, after watching this organization, once the the deal with Lovey Smith happened when they fired him, um, and honestly, I don't think they really thought Lovey was going to be as good as he turned out to be. 
I don't know if this organization is truly dedicated to winning when it comes to paying the price for it. And that, you know, honestly, that has been proven as far as what we've seen. They don't really pay the top dollar for the best guy. They'll do it for linebackers. They'll do it for our defense. We've seen, we all know that. But when it comes to it, like coaching and even offense, Jay probably was the highest paid quarterback we've had. Am I correct? Well, uh, well, I'm sure he was because they haven't had many yeah. good ones. No, but I, listen, Casey, thanks for the phone call too. I'll say this. First of all, in the NFL, I mean, to, to talk about what teams spend and don't spend, everybody has to spend, right? I mean, there's a minimum anyway. Most teams... Now, you reset your cap every once in a while. The Bears had to do that, but that was healthy. That wasn't bad. They didn't go on the cheap the last two years. They just tried to reset their cap. The Bears spend money on players. Uh, you know, every team does, in a sense, and every team has to. I, I don't. The notion that this is not the 80s anymore, this is not letting Wilbur Marshall go well, uh, and, because and, you didn't want to pay him and there was no salary right. cap. Like, the. You know, teams spend, the Bears spend money. I mean, they just spent a lot of money on Montez Sweat. They're going to spend a lot of money on Jalen right. Johnson. You they don't spend money. You have to spend money on young players yet. Which so is a good thing. It, right. Well, I don't necessarily believe that, but you don't have to spend money on young players yet. They reset it in the NFL with the quarterbacks that were getting tremendous um, contracts coming out right their here. rookie years. Yeah. yeah, their signing bonuses and their contracts. But that was setting the market for all the veteran quarterbacks. It kind of so was. I don't know what the veteran quarterbacks were crying about when their contract was up. Those young kids were the ones that were set in the market, like Bradford and Stafford. Remember, it was yeah. those. So what the NFL actually did was they convinced the old guys that well we'd have money for you if we didn't have to pay, and they never. The plan was never to then reward somebody else. It was just a way of controlling their own costs. Now, yeah, by yeah. introducing the tier system the tier into legend, so it was never a benefit for the players, and the players that thought it was a benefit, no, that's a benefit, and for negotiated the owner. that in the deal were kind of idiots. That's a benefit for the owner, I would right. agree. But the, the the notion that like you're not going to spend on players, like I that we shouldn't be arguing that anymore. Right but now, there's a well, salary cap. There's a salary minimum. Yeah, like you've got to you've got to spend. Yeah, and if so, you don't spend on a player because you don't think he's worth it, that's why you don't spend on a player. If you don't think he's worth it, you're not going to spend. Like, on they him. didn't go cheap on Roquan. They they didn't think he was worth the money. Baltimore might turn around and say to you, "Take a look." But okay, you did it your way. T.J. Edwards had a very good year. Edmonds had a good year. They've got basically both for the price of what like. The little nuance there, like, I, I don't think the Bears were cheap because they didn't sign Roquan. They viewed that better investments are made in other areas and not off-ball linebackers for $20 million a year. Okay, and they, like, they did Roquan a favor. Yeah, of course they did. They the did him the a favor. At the end of the day, he avoided two years of you know of football, of a developing team. Right. And he's with a playoff team. He's at the top seed. If anything, he should say, guys, thanks for everything. Now, now, I appreciate it. Do you want to talk about, like, will the Bears ever fully commit the way other owners will in non-salary cap issues? That's a fine debate to have, and I would probably say, no, the McCaskies are not going to pay a coach $20 million a year. And if you want to criticize them for that, have at it. I don't mind. They should be criticized for it. If they identify, if their people identify a coach and say, this is the man to get, and they balk because of price, then they should be called out for that. They are the owners of the Chicago Bears. And if you can't afford to pay them $20 million or a coach that you deem fit $20 million, sell the team to somebody who can. You want to rip them for that? Go ahead. Yeah. Have at it. If they went in the last 24 hours and said, Jim Harbaugh's our guy, we got to go get him in the cast, because we're not paying a coach $20 million a year. And I have no idea that that's the case. Right. You want to rip him for that? Fine. Well, but who, like to, who, to, right. to, 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 to wring our hands over like right. the players who, they pay or they don't invest pay. In? They invested in uh, Eddie Jackson. They said Eddie was worth it. They went to him before they ever had to go to Eddie Jackson. And they gave him a new deal and got him up to par with what top safeties were making. Right? Yes, they did. You they made him that the highest that paid, I believe. Thank you. I think he was the highest paid safety. Thank you. That's the decision they made. Then they, they had another safety that decided they didn't want to sign. He signed with Green Bay. Adrian Amos. Thank you, Adrian Amos. They said, well, he wants the same kind of money, but we don't think he's that kind of player, so we're going to let him go. They paid Kyle Fuller, when they right. probably shouldn't have, but okay. Well, he had the one year where he had seven interceptions. He looked like a world beater. The pass rush was yeah, there. He's not a world beater. And then all of a sudden he reverted back to being he didn't what revert he was back before. to anything. 
Well, he had one year. He did, whether you, you like you, it or not. You, you said why he had that year. Yeah. You said exactly why he had that yeah. year. He didn't revert back to anything. He was never special. And we were right about that. We don't have to, that's, we don't have to go back down that road. But they've paid players. Sometimes they've made mistakes. I, I know. So I don't think it's an issue of like, they, they, I, I don't know how many times we, I, we can't keep having the debate about like they don't pay players. Yeah. It, it's not true. They do. Sometimes they pay the wrong players. That's the problem. That's the dilemma. When you pay the wrong players, it screws up your cap situation. We got a bunch of phone calls. Let's go to them. Well, we got to take one quick break. All right. If there's any offensive coordinator that you have in mind or any of the ones that you heard us bantering about that you like or don't like, you can let us know. I'd go. I mean, I'd be thinking big if I were them. So who is that? Is it Greg Roman after a year off? Is it Frank Reich? Or do you look at the last sort of year and a half of his tenure with Indy and the half year he had with Carolina and go, oof. I don't know what happened to Frank Reich. There was a time when I really liked him as head coach, but it hadn't been good the last couple of years. Now, is he better as a coordinator? 312-332-3776. You can ring us up. We'll take a bunch of your calls. We're here until 2 We'll cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie then. Courtney Cronin scheduled to join us at 1. If we get news on a press conference, we'll let you know, and you'll hear it here live on your home for the Bears. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. All right, Blue Stang, it appears... But it's kind of felt that way for like the last, I don't know, three, four weeks. And I don't think it's a shock, right, that the offensive staff takes uh, takes the blame or yeah, they're the sacrificial well, lambs. Whether you like it or not, they have become the sacrificial lambs. Yeah, so. Janoko's out. Yep. Tyke Tolbert is out. Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, is out. Where does Matt Eberflus go from here? Where do the Bears go from here in terms of the OC? That is the question, my friend. So we're on a little early. Breaking Bears news today. We're still waiting on word of when the press conference is going to be. 312-332-3776 is the number. Let's go to uh, Brian. Brian's been hanging for a while. We went and Captain Hoodie were on. He's down in Sarasota. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. Love the show. Die hard. Die hard. ESPN 1000 fan and Bears fan. All right. Thanks. Hi. I've been in Florida since 97, so I've, I've been to Miami Bears game and watched Ricky Williams run for 234 yards. I've been to Tampa, where they were losing 32 to nothing at halftime. I was at that um, game, Brian. Were you? I was, yep. I left in the third quarter. Smart. So I have a seven-year-old stepson who's been with me this whole, you know, this whole season, but I'm a casual NFL fan and college fan. So you don't have to be a diehard to know that Nick Saban, John Harbaugh, I mean, the list goes on. There are winners. There are coaches that are winners. If I find out that the Bears organization didn't put their ego aside for whatever reason and didn't pick up the phone and call Jim Harbaugh, they are not getting my my fandom until they make the playoffs again. I refuse to watch. I refuse to get on a plane. I refuse to go to a game. They need a winner. I don't have a problem with Eberflus, but if you can upgrade and you didn't pick up the phone, then that starts at the top, and there are issues and reasons, and I am done. Finish. All right. There you go, Brian. Thanks. And uh, he made the smart move. How long did he say he's been in Sarasota? What did he say, 20 years? 74 years. 74 years? I don't know if it was that long, but 22 years, I believe. A balmy 68 in Sarasota today. Well, and they consider that cold down there. Do they? Yeah, they're not very Jeez. happy about that. 68? I mean, my God. Well, wait till this weekend. I and we'll see what I it is. I don't. I saw it again wait this morning. Wait till this weekend. I saw Tracy. Thing. She's got yeah. the graphics on her Instagram, and I saw in the news early this morning, there's the five day and two, they'll be five, putting, one. They'll be putting candles on their oranges in Florida again. Trust me when I say that. Oh, we're going to lose the Florida orange crop this year. The Florida orange crop. I can't do it, Yerk. What are we going to do? Plus, now i got to pay $6 for Peacock. 
Yeah, and Dallas said gonna have to pay six dollars for peacock. Oh, I gotta go buy peacock for six bucks. Gonna have to spend a couple hundred at Olive Garden for. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, who is buying? I'm not buying, right? I mean, the loser. Does the loser have to buy? Not only do I have to eat Olive Garden, I have to pay for it. I think you guys should have to pay for it. No, we're not paying get, for you to eat Olive Garden. You're going to get so much joy out of this, Abdallah. I think you're the very least. No, no, no. no. I think we're, I we're all like adults. We just Dutch. all pay for our yeah, own meal. Yeah, we're, we're going Dutch. We're going yeah. Dutch. I mean, with the amount of content we're going to generate out of this, you I think, think you guys would take the company out. card and maybe. Uh, That's a good call. Maybe, just saying. Maybe, maybe I get too expensive. I don't know. Maybe Danny should give us the company card. Good luck. I kind of agree with that idea by Adam. Tom's in Oak Lawn on the southwest side. Hey, Tommy boy. Hey, what's up, guys? So, um, I'd like to uh, I'd like to to uh, to think on the positive on all this. First of all, uh, first of all, Yurko's working really hard for that extra comp day that oh, Danny's you know give it. him. You know, <laughs> it. appreciate that. He's already planning. He's got his he's got his plan for an extra day in the spring. Uh, and and secondly. I'm glad that they did this announcement right now because now they are telling me that they're not really serious about continuity or winning or anything like that because I've, I've seen this movie. I've read this book. It doesn't, does not end. I mean, it has a happy ending, just not for Bears fans. We've just gone through all of this with John Fox and Ryan Pace. And then Ryan Pace with Matt Nagy. And then again with Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. So even if they do plan on getting a, you know, new draft a new quarterback, it, I, I see it again and again and again. It's the same sort of deal. So at least they're telling me this now. So then I don't have to worry about looking at mock drafts. I don't have to worry about looking at the debates on whether we should keep Justin Fields or draft Caleb Williams or trade the number one pick to get a boatload of picks or anything like that because we're still going to be in the same circle of suck that we've been in year after year after year until finally somebody up there is finally whether somebody is up there serious about actually winning Jeez, but thanks. the other good thing is i've got my notre dame irish i can watch them i've got high school football uh, my little guy's gonna be moved up to the varsity he'll be playing with the big boys next year so i can concentrate on their on uh, on his team so so i still have right, football so you're telling me you're not gonna to worry fo- about you're this. telling me you're not following the bears anymore i guarantee you you'll be on the line oh, tomorrow you know he will i guarantee it and when they when you'll they be make on the move, line tomorrow, right? wanting to talk about the Bears. When Who they make kidding? a draft, when they make a draft choice, or when they make the uh, trade of Justin Fields, depending you'll upon be on what the happens. Line. When the OC gets hired, absolutely. Who are you kidding? He'll be back. He's in Oak Lawn. You know you're coming back. Your Fridays and your Saturdays are taken with high school football and with Notre Dame football. But guess what happens on Sunday? What's the thing, Carm? Give me the, the red, thing. The red zone. The red, the red zone. zone. That's oh, what they have. What's wrong with that? That's still the NFL, baby. All right, Tommy. He'll be on the line tomorrow. Who's yes, he? Who, who Tommy, is he no kidding? Claude. We're going to be looking out for him now. Tommy, we're going to be looking for you. He's crazy. We should meet him at the Hooters there at 93rd. Sure. 93rd and Cicero I, right there in Oak Lawn. Like, Tom's and his brother aren't going to be at Football Fest in August at yeah. Hard Rock? Of course they will be. Of course they will with be. With their bear stuff on. With their pictures of beer. Now, we might be Tommy in the circle Phil. of suck. Tommy and Phil. Is his brother's name Phil? Phil. Is it Phil? I can't it's remember. Phil. What is Tommy's brother's name? Tommy and Phil. I'm telling you it's Phil. Are you sure? He can call back and tell you it's All Phil. Right. I tell you 100% it's Phil. Uh, they might be stuck in the circle of suck, but we, I remember, we're never getting out of it. It's like a black hole. I remember at the old San Remo Hotel, which they turned into the Hooters Hotel in Vegas. Was he with you guys? Tommy and Phil were right there with us. Absolutely. Really? 100%. Boy, that was forever ago. That was forever ago. There were wee lads back then. Wow. Uh, yeah, we're all stuck in the circle of suck, Tommy. Just accept. Come on. I mean, I love Notre Dame life. football, yeah. too. I mean, geez. He's so full of Come it. Come on. So full of it. Like he's done with them. Sure. None of us can. We can't quit them. No. I, I wish I knew how to quit you. I can't quit you. I don't know how. I wish I knew how to quit you, Bears. I mean, I'm still cheering for the White Sox.
It's not so easy, Eric, to just say, I'm done with them. I love the White Sox. Let that, like, let that sit in for a second. Oh, I get it. I understand. It's not so easy to just quit your team. I, I understand. Mean, you signed a 37-year-old catcher. Who can't play anymore. <laughs> I, his it defense, makes me I laugh. Guess, I guess defensively he was still I, pretty I good last year. He can't, like, dude, I mean, he can't hit 105. I don't I know mean, where to laugh more. The guy you signed or the guy the Cubs signed <laughs> yesterday. The lefty. Yeah, what do you know about uh, it? Nothing. Big big sweeping curveball. Yeah, 188 strikeouts in like 133 or 153 innings. Well, that's good. That's over strikeout in innings. Yeah, yeah, but he's striking out Japanese players that aren't major leaguers. That's true. Come on. I what wish we, I knew how to quit about? you, White Sox and Bears. See that little slow rolling curveball. I can't quit you. Coming up against Mike Trout. No, if they play L.A., the Angels. Goodbye to you. Goodbye to you. Our, uh, I'm sorry, this is Jim in Crystal Lake on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jim. Jimmy. Hey, you guys. How's it going? Yurko, i got to give you a little bit of garbage here. And Please take do. that, and then, uh, and then I've got a question for you guys. All right. Um, so, great prediction last week, Yurk. Three, uh, you predicted three interceptions by Jordan Love, and he turns out to be Offensive Player of the Week. I did. Uh, I, so that was a good one. I can't, I can't even claim the fumble as something productive on my side. I can't. I did predict three interceptions, and they had their hands on one. And if they could have got the first one, maybe it would have resulted in more. But unfortunately for the Bears, it did not. Yeah, you're you're taking it really well. Um, uh, So my question, though, is I'm pretty proud of the Bears for what they did here with uh, with their offensive, uh, getting rid of all those guys. Do you guys feel, like I do, that they're – this is a step up for the Bears. This is something that shows signs of the new regime. It's not the old Bears where they're content. Do you feel like they would have, the old regime would have kept those guys on a little bit longer? And also, with that same question, do you think Kevin Warren had anything to do with this? Uh, yeah, I think he's made it very clear that he's involved in football decisions. So, yeah. I, and I don't know, Jim. I don't, I wouldn't say that. Things are much different right now. This feels like they're content. You potentially could have hired Jim Harbaugh. Now, again, maybe they reached out to Don Yee, and Don Yee said, nope, there's zero interest for my client. Okay, then, like, you're SOL, I guess. But you could have upgraded with a couple of guys that are available. It sort of feels like it's still the same old, same old. Well, we're content. We're good. Do you ever feel like the fact that maybe Jim Harbaugh at some point reached out to the Bears when they had an opening and said, I'd love to be able to coach the Bears, and the Bears had turned them down? Maybe once? Like maybe a couple, twice? Like the previous cycle? Yeah. Or when the they previous were hiring Eberflus? Yes. Maybe? Yeah. Do you ever get that feeling that that might have been that way, and now that he's the hot name and the hot commodity, if they came knocking on his door, he said, you had a chance to hire me three times, and you guys told me, go blow it out my ass. Maybe. And guess what now? And that's just a hypothetical. I'm not Mm. saying that's exactly what happened. But maybe there was communication before, and it was reacted to coldly by the Chicago Bears if he was extending um, an inquisition on uh, or a question of whether that job is open and he'd like to be interested for it. Maybe Mm. maybe something happened in the past that soured him on the Chicago Bears. Uh, Tom and Oak Lawn's brother is Kevin. I knew it wasn't Phil. I think you're thinking of different brothers. I'm thinking of Big Tom and you, Big Phil. Yeah, that's you're thinking of Big Phil. I'm, being, I'm thinking of Tommy and Phil. You're you know wrong. who I'm talking about. I know about. who you're talking about. And you're he's wrong. always at the football feast. That's what I was going to say. Like, Tom and Oak Lawn, I don't think it was even old enough you. to be in Vegas with you guys when I you were understand. there. That was like 2004 when you, you guys you were there. You want to beat me over the head with the knowledge that I had the wrong Tom and Phil? Okay, I agree with you. Yes. Tom and Oak Lawn was like 11 okay. when you guys went to the San Remo. I got you. That's awesome. The beautiful San Remo. That is so great. I do remember that trip. Harding is in Charlotte on ESPN 1000. Hey, Harding. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. So I'm calling to file a grievance with you guys. All right, Harding, what's Johnny going on? The, Johnny the Good Kid Yurko, I am a graduate of Thornton Fractional North 2004. I am a mighty meteor. A fractional. There is no way that you should have allowed Carmen DeFalco to handle the end of my call yesterday with such negligence. Justin Fields has a lot of blame in this situation. The reason he's become so uh, polarizing is because of what Carmen did at the end of my call. 
they keep saying, oh, there's no blame, so many excuses. No, but he that, has a but lot that's of what you said. That you said no, more promoting a narrative of he can't do this, he can't do that. Like, yeah. And you blamed yeah. everybody else across the board on that offense. That's exactly what you did. The very first thing I said was, I am of the ilk that we should draft Caleb Williams. That's the very first, first thing, thing I said. First thing you said, Carm. That's the first thing I said, Carm. So when I say the narrative you were pushing is he can't make throws, the man has every physical talent you could possibly ask in a throwing arm. When have I said he, he can't make the... throws? I've said he won't make throws. He won't. Okay, Carm. We, we could argue that all day. What I wanted to call and say was, Greg Roman cannot be an offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. I'm in a Madden league with 18 of 32 users with Baltimore Ravens fans during that time when Greg Roman was there. When I tell you the complaints duplicate the Getsy situation, it's sickening to see how um, mirroring that was. But let me say this. The offensive coordinator, I'm willing to bet anybody at the station, give me a Luminetti's card or whatever. Oh, that I get. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't get one five years ago from, um, from what's his name, yeah. at, the, at the 9 o'clock slot with Hoodie. What's yeah. his name? Cap. Cap. Yeah. I'm, I'm missing one that I won. But anyways, um, uh, the name that's going to end up happening, Tom Clements. Don't look mm, up who that is. Jeez. All right. I don't know about that. <laughs> now, now, Harding, I don't know Harding. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Su- to support Harding, to support Harding, in the first year where they had that breakout season where he was the MVP, they averaged 33.2 points per game. Okay, in 2019, in 2022, they only averaged 20.6. After a ton of pressure from fans and a little bite back from the players, that's when he resigned. Right, because he wouldn't go deep with passing. Right, but well, that fan, was the fans always they fans dropped, always complain about their coaches. They dropped twelve point six points a game. They dropped the offensive well, points. You, you can't make your determination your determination though on that Harding based on fans in your fantasy league that are Baltimore. Fans, Car- right? Carm, I'm but joking. Just, There's a little oh, bit of satire there. I was hoping. There, there was some satire. Yeah, no, I was joking. But oh, listen, was, I, Carm, thought, yeah, I, I figured off. there was a little satire. See, Harding, Wait, I'm before I get off, though, if I ever see you in person, Carm, I will be forced to challenge you to a challenge of fisticuffs now for the disrespect. Yesterday, so <laughs> I love you, Harding. You know, but I, I and I, maybe I misread some of the stuff about Fields, and I'm glad to know that there was some sarcasm. In right, the notion that you can't hire a coach By because the their fans are always complaining about said coach. The fans in Philly want Nick Sirianni fired. Like fans yeah. in Pittsburgh want Mike Tomlin the mob fired. Is I mean, fickle, my friend. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I wouldn't make my determination on what Harding the fans just think. challenged you to pugilistic activity, and know this: the Marcus of Queensbury rules are in effect. Nobody doubts. No rabbit punches. No punching in the kidneys. Nobody doubts Justin Fields' talent. Nobody. Nobody doubts his ability to throw the ball down the field or his arm strength ever. What difference does it make if he won't let it rip? Doesn't matter. And he won't let right. it rip. He's the guy at least he does it in very few right. little, like, brief spurts. Right. You can so lead that's the, the problem with, I think, Justin Fields going forward. And Justin ever really evolving into a franchise quarterback, he won't let it rip. So here's the here's the play. The play that he made in the corner of the end zone to DJ Moore. That was a great one. Okay. Great that, one. That that's the throw that needs to be made. Too often than not, you don't see him ripping that ball where it needs to go. Right. That one he ripped with all the confidence in the world. Press a uh, press conference scheduled for three today. Just three got, o'clock today. Just got word. Yep. Thanks, Darn. Adam. Darn, why? We should say one. <laughs> like a nice 45-minute press conference. Three, well, allows Courtney to join us at one, that's for sure. Yeah, you're right. He just doesn't do it often enough. And that, I think, is the big issue with Justin. And they have to figure out, like, is it fixable? And if it's not, and we can upgrade well, again. We're talking about world, upgrades. Don't tell the world it's not fixable. I, I know that. Yeah. I'm saying internally. Yeah. Well, why would they tell the world it's not? That's yeah, they're going to come out and Ryan Pace's, uh, Ryan Poles, excuse me. This is why we traded says, him. Ryan Poles is going to go. do this and this hey, and this um, and this. By the way, uh, we really, uh, here's our thoughts on the draft. We're going to draft Caleb Williams. We don't think Justin can throw it into tight windows. Anybody want to trade for him? I'm saying internally if they reach that conclusion, conclusion and they think there's a upgrade to be made, I think you have to do that. Should always be looking to upgrade. Reggie's in Richmond. What's up, Reggie? Hello. I think the Bears should keep fields. And another thing, if he if they do trade him and he goes somewhere else and succeed and the quarterback that they draft and he don't have a good season, you all gonna be wanting to run him out of town after one season. I feel like you called uh, when you said Mitch Trubisky was gonna go somewhere else and be awesome too, right, Reggie? 
No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I thought you did, maybe. I'm, I'm talking about Fields. Oh, okay. You didn't call like four years ago and say the Bears are going to regret no, it? No, I did. No, I did. Are you sure? No, I'm positive. Oh, okay. Okay, thanks, Reggie. Tom's in Toledo on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I don't know if you guys remember me. I called about six weeks ago, and I ran this, this scenario kind of by you. Who would you rather have as, as a resume? I mean, Jesse or Fields? Who would I rather have? Je- the- Justin or who? Or, or Justin Fields or Jesse. Oh, I mean, who has, who has the better resume? And as far as an offensive coordinator, um, a new guy would be licking his chops. If things go to plan, the way I see it, the Bears in the draft are going to trade down to one, from one to two, and maybe two to three. They're going to get Marvin Harrison. What offensive coordinator wouldn't be licking his chops and going, man, are you kidding me? Marvin Harrison, C.J. Moore, Justin Fields, and maybe another tight end, and a good center, and man, I think the offense could be pretty good. And as far as Eberflus, I think he's done a pretty good job as far as keeping the team together. I mean, uh, and the defense went from what? 31st against the rush to first? Uh, that shows great promise. I think another, you know, if we draft maybe a Marvin Harrison, a three technique maybe, or a, another safety to replace, you know, uh, you know who I'm talking about. To replace what? Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Jackson. Jackson. Eddie, Eddie Jackson. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, I think we're going to be pretty good next year. And like I said, an offensive coordinator has got to be thinking, man. Oh, you know, who's to say? I'm one sure. More I, I, Tom, I'm sure Luke Getze was licking his chops at his offensive yeah, weapons but this year. How what did that experience work? did he have? Two years worth? And he came from Green Bay. Give me a break. He's bringing in guys from Green Bay like Canyon and all due respect to the, the big tight end we just brought in. But come on. He's a Packer. I don't know what I'm not sure I know. I'm not sure I know what that means. Well, come on now. Yeah, I'm not sure I know what that means. He's a Packer, so he can't coach. Get out of here. I mean, come on. I've had enough of this. Is this what we're doing now? I've had enough of the silliness. No, we let him talk. We let him talk, and then he finished with. He's a Packer. That doesn't mean nothing. I don't. I don't get the point. Like any OC would be licking his chops. Of course, like I would be licking my chops if they hired me. Right. I'd be like, hey, this is awesome. I get to design plays for DJ Moore, Justin Fields, and Marvin Harrison Jr. What the hell does that mean? Do you think there's a Green Bay right now on the radio complaining because there's a Butkus coaching the offensive line for the Green Bay Packers? He's a Butkus. Come on, guys. Nitschke hated Butkus. I mean, do you think that's what they're doing up there, or are they having intelligent football conversations? Let's try to get real. Come on, now. I'm sure Luke Getze was very excited at the offensive weapons the Bears had it, that he had at his disposal this year. What does that mean? He didn't do a good enough job, and he's out of a job. So, okay. I wouldn't worry about what the offensive coordinator, like if he's licking his chops or not. Find the right offensive coordinator from Green Bay or anywhere else. Three one two three three two three seven seven. If you gotta go to college and find a guy, I don't find so be and find the right guy. If you want to go to Australian rules football and find a guy that's developed a nice forty meter hand pass, I don't care what you do. For crying out loud. Find them for heaven's sake. We'll be right back.